I think that that was a funny, I think that's a great intro. I think that song, How Bizarre, get rid of the lyrics, the words, whatever, we don't care, but just the like, dee 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 uh-huh. I had to turn off the metronome. Hopefully that can't be heard. <laughs> Boy, this episode is willy-nilly. <laughs> we are doing the best we can. Right? We are. And we're like, I don't know about you, but like after recording a few episodes, I get a little, I get the silly. Yeah, we get a little punch drunk here. Punch like, drunk. Hey. We're like, we're doing it. We're meeting our goals. <laughs> <laughs> we're being so like responsible by recording ahead. Yes, we're recording ahead. Mm-hmm. And we can say to our marketing department, we're doing the best we we're can. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. And they'll say, yes, you are. And you, you can do better. There you go. Right. Because that's, <laughs> those are the assumptions yes. that we went over the last couple episodes. People are doing the best they can. People want to improve. So what are we going to talk about today then? Oh, gosh. I don't know. No, (laughs) I do know. Um, Why? So we're going to take some time to think about why do some people have such a hard time controlling emotions and actions? Right? Yeah. Why do some people have that problem? Right. Yeah. Not me. I don't have that problem. (laughs) Ever. Well, you know what's funny is I immediately thought of an example of this. Um, I have a couple of friends who are from the East Coast. And I don't know. I think there that's a little more, um, I don't know, not confrontational, but compared to like Minnesota nice. Yes. They will just come out with oh, right. a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So this couple that I know, I just remember watching them and they would just, you know, snap. One of them would just snap at the other one and bite the other one's head off and be like, no, you. And then they'd go right back to normal. Like just right back to How baseline. How in the world is that possible? Well, so that's what this made me think of because – some people, I think it's like super easy to transition from an emotion back or from a stronger emotion, like yes. back to baseline yes. and others, not so much. And so in this example, it's more, I think more related to culture Yes. and, um, you know, I'm not used to being so direct necessarily. However, that doesn't mean it's wrong, right? It, it doesn't mean it's wrong. And yet notice how much, how quickly we think somebody's wrong when right, right. they're not where we are emotionally right. at that. Whether it's high emotion or no emotion, right? we do tend to think, what's that person's problem? Why are they like that? Yes. So anyway, um, but it's, it, there are in, you know, dialectical behavior therapy, there are some very definite reasons why people have a harder time. Some people have a harder time controlling emotions and behavior, right? Yeah. And like, what's their problem? <laughs> I mean, Wait, I, we're, we're supposed to ask what's happened to them. Oh, yes, that's right. Right? Yes, yes. Why would this be? It's not that they should be mm-hmm. different, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're jokingly kind of trying to make light of it, but it is very serious mm-hmm. because a lot of people who might have more um, predisposition to being more emotional, mm-hmm. the message they hear a lot is... You're too emotional. You're too emotional. Right. You need to. I've been told that a lot. Relax. Life. Or you're too sensitive. Too sensitive. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Right. And we want to be careful with what we say and we want to be careful with what we believe other people say about us. Right. Exactly. So let's talk about this. what causes this. Where does, where do we have like people or why do we have people who are more socially sensitive mm-hmm. versus those who are not at all. I was going to say who don't seem to care. And sure. but that's kind of a judgment too. Right. It's not that they don't care. It just seems like they don't, but right. they're not as emotional. So what causes this to happen? Well, according to DBT, it's biological. Right? Yes. Right? Well, it's bio- biosocial. Social. It's okay. biological and, and 
it's social. social. Yeah, notice okay. there's that there's the and sure because it's it's a balance of two things and mm-hmm. it's sort of the the old question is it nature versus nurture? Why am I like this? Mm-hmm. Is it nature? Was I born this way? Uh, was it my environment? And so that's what we're actually going to answer today. Okay, I love it. Let's do it. Okay, so. When we think about this biosocial theory, it, it means that there is, it's a both and proposition. We don't say it's one or, or the, the other. other, it's both. Mm-hmm. And so we are, some of us are born with more emotional sensitivity mm-hmm. and some of us just aren't. Mm-hmm. We don't have it. Yep. Do you remember that sketch on Sesame Street that <laughs> called the Heartstrongs? So the heartstrings. Do you remember this? No. I don't. Okay. So <laughs> I, the reason I thought of this is because my mom has always said I'm a heartstrong, but she's referring to that sketch on it's it's the skit with the puppets on Sesame Street where it's this family and they're called the heartstrings, and when anything happens, they're like, oh my gosh, and they kind of I should I should show it to you after this, oh, but it's great. like the, it's like they have such strong emotions. Oh yeah. And so my mom, you know, lovingly would say, "I just feel my emotions very strongly." Yes. And it was kind of her way of saying, like, it's it's more of an endearing thing yes. than she's just a heartstrong, right? Yes. <laughs> so that is so you said you were saying some people are just more. They're just kind of born that way, right? Or just more, more heartstrong. More heartstrong. Yes. More sensitive to the environment. Yes. Right. I love the way they phrase it. Heartstrong. It's right? such a positive Isn't way it? to look at it. Mm-hmm. When people are told you cry too much, you cry too easily, mm-hmm. you get too upset too quickly, you hold on to things too much. Right. No, I'm just heartstrong. I'm just heartstrong. Right. Yeah. And so that I actually liked that. I don't know how I felt about it at the time, but now looking back when I tell that story, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I appreciate that because it wasn't a, you're too this or you're too that. Yes. It was like, this is just a thing about you that's endearing, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, you're not to this uh, <laughs> right. or to that. You're not lacking or deficient in right. any way right. either. Right, right. You are what you are. Yep. And no judgments. Yep. We just notice it. That, right. Yeah, that's how you run. That's how you're wired. Mm-hmm. And, yep. And that's okay. Right. And it it can, there can be, well, I don't want to get too far ahead of us. Okay. So people, uh, we are born that way and we know it. We have Mm -hmm. people within our own family that we can say, oh yeah, that person gets, you know, very emotional very quickly or, yeah, the person doesn't seem to show much emotion. My grandma, I just, because I already said heartstrong, I have to tell you the other side. Yes. Stoneheart. (laughs) Not as positive. She knows. She knows. Yeah. She says it about herself, and that's why I can even say it on the podcast. Yes, is she refers to herself as well? I'm a stoneheart because she doesn't cry, and she yes. or you know what I mean. It yes. doesn't mean she's not feeling it, but again, she's more one to keep it. Yes, right. she's not as keep demonstrative. Right, right. Anyway, and go ahead. No, I think that brings up a really great point because we grow up in different environments mm-hmm. that will have a rule. We've talked about family rules yep. in the past. Yep. And there'll be certain family rules that say this is what's allowed and this is what's not allowed. Exactly. And it's it's okay maybe to be highly demonstrative and it's not okay mm-hmm. if you're not as nurturing or whatever. Right. Conversely, you have different <laughs> rules and families that say yep. it's not okay to be demonstrative yeah. at all. Right. And, and if you are, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. You're the black sheep here. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, yeah, it, it really is – it has a just – devastating effect on people because they grow up thinking what's wrong with me right exactly 
Exactly. So notice now, if some of us are born more emotionally sensitive, we're just wired that way. Mm -hmm. We didn't do anything to cause that within mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And think about it. If I'm more emotionally sensitive, maybe I'm running on an emotional intensity level. I tend to run at a four or five. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm running at a four or five pretty regularly, it doesn't take long to get to an eight, yes. nine, ten. That's such a great point. Just like body temperature. You yes. know how some people are like, oh, I run warm. Right. It's like I'm, I get overheated so easily. And other people are like, oh, I can never warm up. I'm, I run cold. Yes. It's similar, right? Yeah. We we're, don't think what's wrong with you. Exactly. We're just like, way. oh, sounds good. Okay. Right. We don't yeah. think twice we're about on a it. sweatshirt. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. Or can I get you something? We're much more accommodating yes. for that. Yes. So, yeah, if some people are, they just run and they're not emotionally sensitive, mm -hmm. they run at a two. Mm -hmm. So to go from a two to an eight, nine, ten, that takes longer. That would take a lot longer. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just accepting that and knowing that. And what, what also can help with this mm -hmm. We tend to be attracted to our opposites. The research is pretty clear on that, that oh. people tend to marry their opposites. We're drawn to people who are our opposites. Sure. I don't know exactly why. I think intuitively we know mm. we need to be balanced. And mm -hmm. so we're kind of drawn to it mm -hmm. at first. Right. That doesn't mean we stay drawn to that because, you know, and then it's yep. like that person irritates me. Uh, right, right, right. Because they're different. Yes. And we need that balance mm -hmm. still. So, um we want to keep that in mind when we think about this idea of some people being emotionally sensitive and mm -hmm. some people not. It's mm -hmm. There's a great balance to be attained and is, I would say, even needed. Yes. So. Okay. So we have the analogy of temperature. Some people just have kind of a baseline yeah. emotional intensity that is lower or higher than others, right? Yes. And then how about like the way that emotions, they might experience emotions more often. Right. Yes. And they often. might their emotions might hit them really hard. Right. Yes. Like out of seemingly out of nowhere. Yes. Right. More yeah. so. And other people not. not. Right. You know, they just they're kind of <laughs> pretty easy. Go with the flow. They don't get mm -hmm. real high. They don't get real low. Right. And so mm -hmm. which one's better? Which one's the right one to be? You know, I was just thinking that because I could see how someone might be hearing this. And that's actually part of why I shared about my heartstrongness yeah. because I, I definitely don't want it to be like, we're sitting here on our high horse, like, Oh, some people. Right. Yes. And because I'm some people too. So I, I don't think there's a right way to be. Yeah. Um, I think there's pros and cons to both. Thank you. And that's, that's just it. Well, mm -hmm. we, we tend to see it as an all or nothing. Yep. <laughs> there it is again, that dichotomous way of thinking all or nothing and yep. how that increases anxiety, prevents us from being able to manage that right. intensity of right. emotion. Yep. And rather than thinking dialectically, like, mm -hmm. yeah, there, there are some really effective things yep. about this, about being one or the other, heartstrong mm -hmm. or people that, that aren't as much. Mm -hmm. There's great advantages and, and and there's things really effective about that. And there are things that are not so effective either. So right. what would be maybe some things that are really effective and helpful for those of us that might be biosocially sensitive? Mm -hmm. Like what what's the benefits of that? What's effective about being more sensitive emotionally and kind of running higher mm. on emotional intensity. Well, that's a great question. I think a lot of people will uh, kind of 
especially those who have been accused of being biosocially sensitive, they'll go to the negative right away, mm -hmm. what they see as negative. And we, I would say let's pivot from positive and, and negative to what's mm -hmm. effective and what's not always as effective. Sure. Well, let's go there. What's not always effective is that, yeah, sometimes I might do things that are impulsive. Mm. I might react and be like, oh, why did I do that? And, yep. and so uh, I might hurt people sure. um, in my reaction because I'm running in high emotion. Yep. And I can be a downer. Mm. Um, and that's kind of the messages we hear. Sure. Um, and there there can be some validity in that. Right. Um, and, and yet, but <laughs> that's not what solely defines me. Right. Emotional people are really fun to be with. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have a connection with somebody that's <laughs> not having emotion. I mean, yeah. what's fun about you and I is we can connect easily mm -hmm. because there's demonstrative emotion. Sure. Do you yes. ever talk to somebody <laughs> and you just get this, you know, monotone? Yes. yes. And you're waiting like it can be challenging. Anything landing here? Are you yeah. are you hearing me? Right. Are you mad at me? You just don't know. You're looking for signs of life. Right. Yeah. And and right. so and it's easy to judge that person. For sure. And say they're wrong right. um, for being the way they are. Mm -hmm. And Yep, there, it's something really enjoyable for people who are of e emotion because right. they also bring energy. Mm -hmm. I, emotion, I always like to think of the word emotion. Yes, is energy, energy in motion. Nice. And so they bring energy. Yep. And it yep. can be, I need that. Late in the day when I'm tired, I love biosocial people. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, the other thing about, you know, we talked about pros and cons that – I think sometimes people who have more emotion or have a higher intensity baseline or whatever you want to call it yeah. can be, you know, there's other things like be more perceptive, right? Like yes. I'm, I'm able to perceive others emotions as well as, you know, I think that's part of one of the pros that comes with having higher emotional intensity, if yes. you will. Um, another would be creativity. Yeah, I think because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a lefty. I'm very much right brain oriented, mm -hmm. and that's has to do with creativity and, yeah. So I think there's there's some really good things about there it. are, yeah. And I think closely related to that then too is people who are more biosocially sensitive. Mm -hmm. They kind of run high emotionally. Is they they have more compassion. Mm. Uh, they they're able to make that. Uh, empathic connection with people. They demonstrate more nurture. They demonstrate more empathy. Mm -hmm. And those are really wonderful, helpful, and effective aspects. Right, right. And so now let's look at people who are not as biosocially sensitive, aren't feelings-driven yep. and more facts, logic-driven, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And what's effective about that and what's not so effective about that, do you think? Sure. Yeah, that's... Good to think about. Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind is remaining, um, I'm going to say detached, but that's not always a bad thing. So, yes. So in a situation, I think someone who doesn't have that same emotional sensitivity is able to see things more objectively. Yes. And with more, again, a healthy detachment of like, okay, let's look at the facts, right? Right. <laughs> what's the situation? Who said what? What's happening? Yes. We're going to kind of just get all the things assessed here, Right. Precisely. Yes, mm -hmm. they they are um, 
Emotion can cloud our judgment with, mm-hmm. the, with higher intensity of emotion because they don't get as high with that intensity. Mm-hmm. They can remain more objective, right. factual, when facts are needed and we need to think more clearly. They're kind of an anchor, too. Yeah, like good they, point. They, they don't have real high highs, real low lows. And so we kind of look to them as an anchor. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, they kind of keep me stable. Yes, I, the the example of that I think of is uh, I've definitely sent an, sent an email or two when when upset, right? <laughs> and I think about someone who has more, you know, of the detachment. To it's like you you never get that email from them, right? Right. Because they might be thinking it, or they might yes. have some you know some things going on, but they're not going to do kind of like we were saying before an impulsive thing yes. because of emotion. They're going to wait it out. <laughs> Yeah, they're right. less prone to that emotional <laughs> impulsivity. Right. right. Yeah. Boy, I'm really telling on myself today. <laughs> this is self-disclosure at its best, people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think uh, what you hear about for people who are more on the biosocial, uh, emotional side of things is mm-hmm. you're too uh, you're too emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're too sensitive. You need to relax. Mm-hmm. What is it that people that are facts-driven, what do they hear? That's pejorative or Nate. You need to open up. Right. You're so shut off. You're yeah, so you're shut so down. Closed off. You got to give me something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're so, a you're robot. So, you're so cold. Yeah. You're like, do you have a nurturing bone? <laughs> do Do you care? Do you care? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I need to feel something from you. Yes. I'm not getting anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you never tell me how you feel. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I never know what's what you're thinking. Yeah. Got any more there? I know, right? I've got them all ready to go. Yep. Now, what happens, uh, interesting, is that we do tend to be attracted to our opposites. Mm -hmm. And so you have an emotionally, biosocially sensitive person, a person that's factually driven, Mm -hmm. that are together. And you have, or in a household for that matter, you have a parent versus a kid. Mm -hmm. And one's one and one is the other. And so let's say uh, someone is more emotionally sensitive and they run at like a four or five emotional intensity. Okay. doesn't take long for them to get up to like an eight. Sure. So they can go there pretty quickly and then they're going to stay up there. So like something happens on three 30 on a Tuesday and that (laughs) person three 30 on Tuesday, they go to a eight, nine, 10 and they might stay there for a long time and they might stay there till, 5.30 on Thursday, two days later, they're kind of back to baseline. For sure. We have somebody that's factually driven mm-hmm. and same incident happens. Well, they go up a little slower. They're not at an 8, 9, 10. They're at maybe a 5, 6. Mm-hmm. And then by 5.30 that very same day. They're back down. They're back to baseline at dinner. And now you have somebody that's still really high and somebody that's no longer high with the emotional intensity trying to coexist. Mm. So what do you think happens? With those two? Yeah. Like if they're trying to coexist? Yes. Um, I can see the the more factual person being like, you're still mad about this? Yes. Or like, why are you still so worked up about this? What's your problem? Th- this happened hours ago or d- a day ago or whatever. What's your problem, right? Yes. And then I can see the emotion, more emotionally sensitive person being like, don't you care? Right. How can you just go about your life, go about your business? You yes. don't care at all. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's what we, that is precisely what happens. We become very intolerant mm-hmm. of the other because the other simply is just not, like ourselves. Right. 
And what I find for people that are more biosocially sensitive is they tend to, oh, yeah, and this can go both ways too. Mm-hmm. Whichever one you're at, you can tend to think, yeah, what is wrong with me? Mm, I should might buy into it. Yeah, I should be more nurturing or I should relax more. And then what does right. that do? It first people that are biosocially sensitive, it just that judgment right. further escalates uh, the intensity of their emotion. Right. Right. So judgment, oh wow. Whether biosocially sensitive or more facts driven, right. That judgment intensifies it. And then the the, the chasm is even greater. Yep. Yep. So now I'm thinking of my cousin who jokes. So he's very factual. Yeah. And um, in my family, we have a lot of people that are more emotionally sensitive, more demonstrative of emotions. And so when he's around the family, he's like, I feel like I'm dead inside. <laughs> and I'm that's a joke. Yeah, he yeah. says it like a joke. Yeah. But it's what we're talking about where it's like everybody's expressing and emoting and it's exciting. and <laughs> Right? Or it can go to like, oh, now we're kind of – this was such a sweet situation. We're all kind of tearing up. And yeah, he's right. just sitting there like taking it all in. And he's like, am I – is there something wrong something with me? Something wrong with me? Right. 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 So I just thought of that example because I can see how if if you're around a lot of people who are the other, the yes. other one, yeah. <laughs> you might be like, gosh. You can't question yourself. Whether right. it's at home, mm-hmm. it could be in an office setting, could be at work. Yep. Because yep. you might be with a bunch of people who are facts driven. You know, mm-hmm. if you're working, um, if you're one of those anomalies where you're maybe kind of an engineer or an accountant mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is um, maybe biosocially sensitive and you're around a lot of facts driven people, yep. Yep. you might bring a lot of energy to the office and everyone's just, yep. Um, Yep. Have a nice day. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and nothing wrong with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you might feel, whew, nobody likes me. Nobody interacts. There's no connection. Right. And we just want to notice. Mm-hmm. We want to be mindful of this, but not right. judge us nor other people. Right. It's not right versus wrong. Yes. It's not an either or scenario or proposition. Right. Now, what can cause this, though, too, in addition, is okay. that. Uh, People can move to become more emotionally sensitive, mm. but people typically don't go from emotionally sensitive to facts-driven. Okay. So Interesting. what would cause the the former to happen is what causes someone to go from maybe facts-driven to more emotionally driven is trauma. Ah. So when we experience trauma, that has such a profound effect on us that... Mm-hmm. We, we're at kind of this heightened sense of arousal. Yes. And so we one of the symptoms of like PTSD is you have this hypervigilance, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking all over and you're yep. like – Looking over you your shoulder. And, yeah. Yep. Is that person – you know, what, what's that noise? And yep. just a lot of sensitivity to everything around you because of trauma. Yeah. And so we're running at a higher level, if you will. It's kind of like a car running on higher RPMs. Mm-hmm. Um, it Once you hit the gas, it doesn't take long to just boom, you're up to going – 20 miles an hour faster yep. when you're running at a higher RPM. And so mm-hmm. trauma does that for us. When we're living in highly invalidating environments uh, where we're continually told we're wrong, when we've had yep. trauma, whether it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. any kind uh near-death experiences, those have an effect. And right. we tend to run higher uh, and closer to that fight or flight uh, response. Okay. So what would be, you said something interesting. So an invalidating environment. So what, yes. what does that mean? You really should know what that means. I can't believe you don't know what that means. 
<laughs> oh, I see what you just did there. I was about to be like, but it's, it's, but, uh, yeah, I was it's, just, yeah. It's for the, that's kind of, you know, we talk a lot about the shoulds and right. a, a highly invalidating environment is one where we're getting should upon all the time regularly. Right. Yeah, that's the best. And that's, so that's one example. I'm glad you asked. Uh, you know, you should do this. You mm-hmm. should have done that. You should know better. Um, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, right? You should be like this. Mm-hmm. And that's one, mm-hmm. highly invalidating. And mm-hmm. instead of, because it's it's very dichotomous. It's all or nothing. Because you're like this and you're not like the rest of us, what's wrong with you? You should not be so sensitive, for instance, or you should be more nurturing. Right. So those are, that's highly invalidating. And we experience that even in our work environments too. Right. Where there's no sense of validation. Mm -hmm. And it's constantly, when you change enough, then you'll be acceptable. Sure. Highly invalidating. Mm -hmm. Now, another one uh, is not just that, but when we live in a, a, Double binds. We haven't ah. really talked about double binds. No, this is good. Let's yeah. do it. Double binds are kind of lose-lose scenarios. Okay. So you're being told uh, to do something, mm-hmm. and yet you never then you can never do it well enough. Ah. Hey, I need you to mow the lawn today. So you mow the lawn. It's like, I can't believe. You mowed it so messy. Yeah. Or like, right. it looks terrible. And you hear that constantly. So you're oh. you're told you didn't do something well enough. And then when you do it, it's still not good enough. Oh, so yeah. no matter what you do, yep. you're in a lose-lose yep. scenario. And that is incredibly invalidating, it's, but it, it can be traumatic for people. Totally. Yeah. Uh, well, and confusing. Using, yes. Right? Yeah. Confusing yeah. about like, wait, am I supposed to do the thing? Yeah. But if I don't do the thing, I that's not good. But if I do it, that's also not good because it, it's not what I was – it's not right. It's yes. not exactly correct, right? Yes. I think yeah. there was a correlational study that found people who later developed uh, schizophrenia mm-hmm. were brought up in environments of those kind of constant double binds. Which makes – I mean, yeah, that makes sense because it's like – it's two things that are constantly bumping up against each other. Right. Right. And that's why I'm glad we talked about this because it it helps us understand. Mm-hmm. We can deal, I think, better, I think, mm-hmm. better and more effectively with people that are lower emotional intensity right. than we can for people that have higher emotional intensity. It's just unsettling, I think, for sure. most of us. And so I'm glad we talked about the aspect of trauma and invalidating and double bind environments because hopefully it gives us more compassion and understanding because I think we are just more intolerant of that. Right. Well, and now I'm wondering, so what, why do people, what about the people who are doing the invalidating? Yeah. So like I'm thinking of, um, you know, I overheard a mom, I was at a Christmas thing where they were handing out free cookies and hot chocolate. It was like the the Christmas train or something. Oh, yeah. And this kid had his hot chocolate and he spilled it. And his mom said, you always spill. Right? Doesn't it make you? Yes. So so I wanted to judge that mom. Right? I already am. Right? (laughs) Well, so, so why, why would she do that? Right. So, so. Yeah, we talked about that kind of scenario in our podcast last time. Yeah. Why, why do people do this? How can we reconcile this? Well, as you said, uh-huh. there's more to the story. Okay. For mom. Right. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. that. There's more to the story there for mom. Mom doesn't just do this. All just behavior, to do it. all behavior is caused. Ooh, yes. So, 
mom, my, I would bet dollars to donuts, mom grew up in an environment where maybe there was anxiety. Mm-hmm. Maybe mom's acting out of what she learned mm-hmm. uh, growing up. Probably how she was spoken to. Yeah. We Perhaps can, we can guess she has a lot of shame over you can't make a mistake. There's all right. sorts of rules. In other words, mom is acting out of her own hurt. Mm-hmm. And so she unknowingly is hurting her kiddo right. from the hurt she grew up in her backstory. Right. Right. So we can actually assume she's doing the best she can. Can't we? As hard as it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it just goes more effectively for us if we choose to believe that. Right. Because then, you know, even just the idea that what if she had a really hard day? Because, you know, she could have been under high stress, high pressure herself. We don't know what happened that right. day. Yeah. And then maybe later on in the car, this is my fantasy yes. world, right? Yeah. Maybe later on in the car, she said, honey, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah. You know or like maybe their dog had to be put down this way. Right. You know, something yes. like that where it's like, I'm so sorry I spoke to you that way. Yeah, we don't know the backstory and we don't know the rest of the story. Right. And yet we conclude the whole person's story on one little snippet. Right. And how unfair yes. is that? Because I can see her also later on that day being like, I can't believe I said that and people overheard yeah. me. Right. And they're going to think I'm the worst mother on earth. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm just so glad little, you brought that yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a little tidbit. We don't know the backstory. We don't know the rest we of the story. Don't know the right. So, what do you think? We're at a, we're at about thirty minutes here. I mean, well, I think this is a good place for us to stop and just understanding yeah. that yeah, we're different. Some yeah. of us are just wired more for higher emotions. Some of us are mm-hmm. just wired more factually and logically, mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's beyond okay. It's needed. Right. It's an opportunity for real conflict, and it's an opportunity for tremendous balance mm. if we can move from judging one another and accepting one another. And mm-hmm. that's what we talk about in right. dialectical behavioral therapy is leading with acceptance and validation. Mm. It doesn't mean we agree. It doesn't mean we always approve. It just means, yeah, I get it. Yep. And no judgment. Right. So well, hopefully we can do that with each other. Hopefully we can do that every day. Yes. On everyday therapy. <laughs> See, I'm trying to I'm trying to incorporate trying to, every yeah, day. Bring it all in. I'm doing the best I can. You're doing the I, and I thought you did a really nice job. <gasps> Thank you. I feel so validated. Oh good. Thanks, and, Brett. And you can do better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, it's true. It's we true. all can. And we we are trying. You and I are trying uh, on the podcast in our everyday lives. <sighs> and we really respect the listeners because we yes. know you're doing it too. We appreciate yes. the hard work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we respect it. So mm-hmm. keep up the good work uh, as you work alongside of us. And we'll look forward to joining you next time. Thank you as always for listening and please be sure to leave us a review. While this podcast can't be a replacement for therapy, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today and join us again next time. Nice German Associates is always available to those who are struggling. If you find yourself in need of support and help, please check us out at nicestermcounseling.com. <laughs>